Welcome to Equip This Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipthischurch.com. Anna has been in the life of the church. Come on up, Anna. Uh, Anna's been in the life of the church for a long, long time. And um, she's a great friend of mine, a great woman of God. But she actually has uh, a phenomenal anointing. I don't know. A love for Jesus. Anyway, this is my friend. And I love her. And, uh, and I'm really excited for the word that the Lord has laid on your heart. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, kia ora, everyone. My name is Anna, like Nicole said, and I am, um, it's a privilege to be able to speak to you tonight. It's um, not something anyone should ever take for granted, and it's something that I'm like, oh, really? Should I? <laughs> really? But um, yeah, so I'm, it's, it's really great to be able to share with you um, something that um, God has placed on my heart tonight. And the verse that I had on my app has gone, but it'll come back by the time we need it, so that's good. Okay, so uh, I moved down here from Wellington uh, 10 years ago now, and I came down to get my degree and leave, and um, it just so happened that I keep finding things, reasons to stay, and so I'm here. This is where I'm planted. This is where my family is. I have a husband and a beautiful daughter, and they're out of the room because she loves to give feedback um, really loud, and that, that would be distracting for us tonight, so they're probably over there. Um, so you can say hey to them after, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, and I just want to encourage you tonight. It's going to be short and sweet, but um, I want to encourage you to take whatever is said, whatever you hear, or whatever you perceived to be spoken, take it away and chew on it. Don't ever take anything that someone up here says for granted or as so. The Word of God is, um, the Bible is meant to be read, and the Word of God is spoken so that we can, um, yeah, put those in t- together. And it says in Thessalonians, Thessalonians that um, test everything that is said and hold on to what is good. So it Everything that is said, and then as you test it against the Word of God, whatever is good, not just what you think is great, like your own opinion of it, but um, that alongside the Word of God, and after you've tested it, um, whatever aligns with the Word stands, and that's the truth. And so um, never just be like, oh, that person said, because we're not God. <laughs> the Bible is the, the God-breathed um, Word of life. And so I just want to encourage us, whenever we hear a message, is to always take it away and test it. Um, an example of this is uh, my granddad. Um, we used to sit around the table um, and have breakfast together and then do devotions every time we went to my grandparents' house. And one morning, my granddad, who is a great man of faith, who um, instilled that reading the Bible into us from an early age. Um, he said to us one day, never ever clap when someone says, give God a clap of praise. He was like, never ever do it. I was like, okay, granddad, <laughs> because I love him. And yeah, a, a lot of things he said were true. Um, but this one, he was like, no, don't do it. And so I was like, okay. And um, when I came to this church, I grew up in a Baptist church, very reserved. We were actually known as the Clapping Forsters because we were the only people who clapped in church. Um, and then I came down here and I was like, wow, there's like a, there's a very different expression here. But I would stand there like this because I was, I was told not to clap or give God a clap of praise if somebody told me to. It was only if I was prompted. Um, and... Uh, 
yeah, and so that was something that I'd taken to believe as truth. Um, but then as I learned more about praise, as I had my experiences in praise, and as I read the Word of God, it says in the Bible to clap your hands and to shout for joy. And this is something that I experienced for myself. And it says in Psalm 47 verses 1 to 2, everyone clap your hands, shout with joy to, the, to God. The Lord Most High is awesome. And he is the great king over earth. And now look at me. I mean, don't look at me, but you know, see, it's like clapping. And my sister over here is clapping away. And so always test the word of God, uh, what is spoken against the word of God and the truth will remain. So anyway, what I'm going to talk to you about tonight, very briefly, and um, I want to encourage you, this is an active um, session. This is somewhere where you can interact, and at the end, there will be a space for um, us to act on what we've heard tonight. Um, Yeah, and so why I choose to praise. I'm going to share why I choose to praise. There are so many things that we could unpack, and you've probably heard if you've been in church over your time, um, people talking about why we praise. Um, We could go through all of these verses. It talks about how um, praise aligns our focus on God, how it silences the enemy in Psalm 8 verse 2. It brings us to a place of humility. It leaves no room for complaint. Praise invites his presence. It says he is seated in in the praise of his people. Um, Praise refreshes and restores. And praise paves the way for the miraculous power of God to move. We could go through all these verses, um, but we've only got 10 minutes. Or I could tell you all of the the different things where I I have praised and seen God move. um, Where I, I have learned how to praise through loss where I've learned how to praise waiting for the impossible job that no one, everyone said I wouldn't be able to get, but I got it anyway. Or I praise as we were believing for a child. Or praising as I was consumed, consumed with my own perceived failure as I gave birth to that child. God is still good through all of those things and learning how to praise. I could unpack that a little bit more, but what I'm really going to do is tell you the whole Bible in one minute and then uh, tell us why I still choose to praise. Are you ready? Okay, so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it, and he said, it is good. Great participation. Um. And then God created man, people, in their likeness, and they were all in communion. So man and God were in communion together. Then man sinned, ate of the fruit, and was no longer in communion with God. And since then, God has been looking for a way to restore full, unhindered relationship with all of humanity. And we see it throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament through Noah and the floods, Abraham and the Israelites, the people of Judah, all leading us to Jesus. Up until Jesus, um, there was the temple and we were all separated from God and people had to bring their sacrifices into the temple to atone for their sin. And there weren't many people allowed into the presence of God. And so we were cut off from him effectively and bringing these sacrifices. We kind of had to earn back favor. Then it says in 1 John 2, 2, 
that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so what that means is that we no longer have to go and do all of these rituals or go and get all these things to go and bring them as a sacrifice to become right with God. But Jesus has become that sacrifice and now we can enter into his presence fully. And we are now, oh, the, when Jesus died on the cross, the veil that separated man from the presence of God was torn in two, and the presence of God is now, we now have full access to that. Isn't that worth giving thanks for tonight? <laughs> yes. Um, and so now we get to the point where I share why I choose the praise. And I encourage you all, if you haven't already, to go um, and explore, go and read the word for yourself and to pull for yourself and to have experiences where you push yourself to praise beyond what you are comfortable with so that you too can have these stories. And now I, yeah, the main point is to go and do this for yourself. I can only share with you my experience, the revelations that I've had. And um, yeah, so why do I choose to praise? Because by grace, I have been paid for by the blood of God. I no longer have to earn my way to God. I can't. I'm imperfect. I'll never meet the mark. I no longer have to do all these things so that I can become right with God again. But Jesus has paid the price for me by grace. There's nothing I can do to earn it. There's nothing I can do to lose it either. But Jesus has paid the ultimate price. And I just want to share a verse with you in Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3. I can't because my technology is not working. But basically what it says is that I've been sent to preach the good news um, to the poor, to deliver the captives. And it also says that, um, that I will exchange your sackcloth of mourning for a garment of praise. And I choose to share this verse with you tonight because Jesus is the prophecy fulfilled in Isaiah 61. That um, Jesus came, set the captives free. Jesus came and proclaimed good news to the poor. Jesus came and made a way. And he's also exchanged our sackcloth of mourning for a garment of praise. And I share this with you because I almost see this image as I enter into praise. It's like I put on this garment of praise. It's an active thing. I have to choose to put it on. But as I praise and give glory and give honor to our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords, it's like God sees me and like Jesus' jumper. And as I'm praising, it's pure and holy and righteous praise, giving glory to the King of Kings. And so when he sees that, he sees the sacrifice. He sees the blood that has been paid for our sin. And that's how we can enter freely. And I'd just like to invite the worship team back up. So tonight we're going to actively oh, give you an opportunity to actively enter in. It's always a choice. But we sing these songs and it's like, I choose to praise you. I'm going to bring a sacrifice of praise and I'll choose to praise you. My response will always be to praise. And then it's like, well, is it always to praise? And so tonight there is a choice, but we're going to give you an opportunity to enter into that. Um, 
And so, praise takes the focus off ourselves and returns our focus to God. Tonight, are you feeling overwhelmed, anxious, consumed by thoughts? Praise realigns our focus to God. In that moment, it realigns. Praise silences the enemy. And the other versions, it says, it silences the voice of the oppressor. Do you have this voice telling you you're not worthy? Do you have this voice telling you you're not wanted? Do you have this voice telling you you've got nothing to offer? Offer praise. It silences the enemy. Praise brings us to a place of humility. Are we trying to do it in our own strength? Have you got this? It's hard, but I've got it. Praise brings us into a place of humility and says, despite what's going on, God, you've got this. You are good. You've got this under control. And I'll praise you and I'll believe for you, believe for you to move. Praise leaves no room for complaint. Has someone ever thanked you and go, thank you, but <laughs> you've got to play praise as we're thanking God, as we're giving Him glory for the things He has done or who we know Him to be, not just for the things He does, but because He is good, He is kind, He is faithful, there's no room for complaint. Praise invites the presence. Do you feel lost, alone? left behind says God is seated on the praises of his people as we gather together we know that God is in our midst as we lift his name up we know that he is here because it says he is seated in the, pra the praises of his people so if that's you choose to praise tonight praise refreshes and restores and praise paves the way for God's power to be displayed. I think of the, um, there's many examples, but I think of the time where um, they're in the jail and they praise and they praise and there's an earthquake and all the shackles drop. The doors open and it's set, yeah. God is still on the throne. His power, um, He still has power. And as we praise, we make way for the miraculous to happen. It says to put on the garment of praise. That's an action. You can't be a passive praiser. I'm not saying that you have to be a jumpy praiser or you have to be a loud praiser. It does say, praise Him in the sanctuary with the clanging of the gongs and the crashing of the cymbals. But it, there is also time for you to be to come into the presence of God and be still. But you can't be passive. You can't just let it happen. You can't just observe. Praise is yours and we choose to praise. I don't know about you, but there's another. Um, I have tried to put a jumper on my child who has been reluctant to have the jumper on. And it's very hard to put the garment on her when she's not actively participating in the action of putting the garment on. <laughs> Have you ever tried to do that with anyone? Let's not be reluctant to praise. Let's not be reluctant to participate. This isn't 
a message that is asking for everyone to jump around. This is a, this is a message that shares my experience of why I choose to praise through every circumstance, knowing that it realigns my eyes to God's way or to His view, knowing that it stops me thinking about myself for a second and causes me to acknowledge the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, to praise Him before He does anything, even though He's already done it all. So I just invite you to stand tonight. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.